Here we are back again after a week off for lacrosse, doing another Hellabass live podcast episode. This week, Cheetah Zhang joins us. He is the Minnesota Bass Nation national qualifier. He was the champion down on lacrosse on the non-boater side. He's joining me. We talk about our journey, how to get to the natty, how we got there, and previewing the national championship coming in November on the Watchtower River. It's a good episode. Cheetah's a fun guy. Lots of good information. He talks some really great tips on co-angling and fishing chatterbaits and finesse. So uh, a little bit of something for everybody in this episode. Enjoy it. This week, the Hellabass Bass Fishing Podcast is brought to you by Arsenal Fishing. Arsenal Fishing offers premium custom-made performance apparel and tackle. Arsenal delivers a wide variety of custom-designed baits, accessories, and tools, along with unique utilitarian apparel for all outdoor enthusiasts. As part of their support, you can use code HELLABASS15 to save 15% on all purchases at arsenalfishing.com to support the show. Now let's get back to helping you catch more bass and suck less. All right, we are live, and this time on a Thursday night, Thursday night, Hella Bass Live, and we're going up against the kickoff of the NFL, uh, so I thought I might as well get a big-time guest so that we can hang uh, and draw the attention of the crowd, and we got uh, Cheetah Zhang. What's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going, everyone? How'd I do? Hey, you did. I mean, that's that was pretty good. <laughs> pretty good at most. Nice. Uh, yeah, Jack. I don't know why I'd want to watch the NFL. That's boring. Um, <laughs> love to hear in the chat. Uh, how's the uh, the video and the audio? I want to make sure that's good before we get too far in. Bassmaster Matt says he's watching from the boat. I don't know if that means you're like in the boat in the garage or you're out night fishing or what, because it's pretty dark where I am. So where 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 what are you doing in the boat, Matt? <laughs> I mean, we can see. Cheetah's in the boat, but he's uh, he's in the garage. Yeah, in my garage. I got good lighting here, so. But uh, otherwise, like, see, we already got uh, a few dozen people in here pouring in. Uh, and uh, we'll get rolling here as soon as. Oh, there we go. Now the chat's lighting up. Uh, let's see here. I heard anybody say it must not be too bad. Maybe nobody can hear what I'm saying and they don't know to say that the uh, audio is good. Yeah, I'm worried uh, they can't hear me. You but, guys uh, hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. So we rescheduled uh, because I had some conflicts. I was busy. Uh, Sean Z says it's good. So there we go. Nice. Um, it worked better for both of us coming off the week, the holiday week, mm-hmm. kids' sports, all that things. Um, awesome. He's so he's having ice cream and beer and playing with tackle. That sounds like a win. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll actually be doing the same thing here. So I'll have the ice cream. <laughs> can you like text in and be like, "Can somebody bring me some ice cream?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, nice. So we're gonna get started. We got a few things to talk about tonight. Uh, we're gonna talk about lacrosse. We're gonna talk about how we got there. We're gonna talk about nationals. All kinds of good things. Spoiler alert, if you want to wait to see how the videos go because you haven't followed along on how the tournament went, then this is your official warning to stop watching this live stream, wait for the rest of my videos to come out this week, and then you can watch the replay later. But assuming 
you're okay with getting a spoiler alert, then you can hang out tonight. So that's that's your official warning. Uh, <clears throat> uh, I guess before we get too far, a couple things that I want to take care of. Uh, one, I do have a new code at Omnia Fishing, and uh, that is HB Fall 15 instead of Hellabass Summer 15. So I know, like, obviously there's a lot of people using it because literally I was down at Lacrosse uh, fishing and, like, September 1st, the first day of the tournament, the code must have switched and I didn't know. It. And I'm getting like these comments and DMs are like, bro, what's the new code? Like, I need my, like, I need my fix. I need my discount. <laughs> so, Hellabass or HB Fall 15. So now you won't get Carpal Tunnel writing out Hellabass Summer 15 to get your discount at, uh, at Omnia. So, nice. Have you shopped at Omnia, Cheetah? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've shopped there all the time. I'm good. Me and Pete, we're good friends. And that's how he ended up getting me all hooked on that and yeah I, I like supporting the guys and so yeah i mean order stuff there all the time actually i need to order some more stuff here soon so <laughs> nice yep mm-hmm yep. but yeah no man yeah can't buy awesome. thanks guys can't stop buying tackle yeah <laughs> what's up darius uh thank you jason um so and then the other thing arsenal Obviously, this show is as good as it is in the channel and the support we get from Arsenal Fishing, uh, which is awesome. So a little teaser alert, I think it was like a like so they are just coming out with these brand new fishing gloves. They're not even on the site yet. Um, but these will be coming out real soon. I just got a pair today. So far impressed. They're actually pretty lightweight and they got like a nice kind of like so they don't get too dirty. And then like these like contour lines. I don't know if you can see those. I kind of like lake contours, but those are actually like raised rubber, so it actually has a really tacky grip to it. Um, nice. I don't. Do you ever do you fish with gloves? Ever? Actually, yes. I was just gonna ask because I've been wanting to look into some, and I was wondering how do they fit. But I got small hands, you know. So yeah. So I like, I got the uh, I've got a big pair for myself, and then I've got the smaller pair, uh, which I'll probably give away next week. So you might want to tune in next week. Maybe you can win a pair. Yeah. But <laughs> so this is uh, the. Uh, the large, extra large size, which fits pretty good. And then I had Michael try them on because he's like six foot 15 and, uh, <laughs> and at work today. And they fit his hand. So he played like D3 basketball and he's really nice. tall. So if he fits his hand, they'll probably fit your hands and my hands. So um, there's two sizes. But so watch for these coming out real soon. More to come on that. But also, you guys, uh, I actually got my statistics back appreciate all the support you guys have been doing at arsenal fishing because you guys are definitely using my code there as well so that's awesome um let's see let's catch up on chat let's see all right sean z said he just got some of the ichikawa hooks from them um i've got some of their trebles i haven't played around with them but those are hooks i definitely want to try have you tried the ichikawa hooks at all me myself no yeah Uh uh-uh nope so John scooped up a couple tatulas. Nice. There you go. Yeah. Um, all right. Thanks. Tad's in the house. What's up, Tad? What's up, Tad? Awesome. All right. Jason said he's he's going to be on it when he gets the, the, those gloves come in. So awesome. Nice. Um, yeah, Sean's, you got the flipping hooks. I want to try those, but I've got so many flipping hooks. I need to burn through some of them before I buy some new ones. <clears throat> Um, all right well that's the business side of things um so cheetah i i mean i I remember you winning the co-side 
at uh, yep. Whitefish at a distance. But yeah. honestly, <laughs> other than maybe I shook your hand, said congrats there in the parking lot. But we had really never met until last week. So I don't yeah, know a much, ton yeah. about you. Like, it sounds like you uh, grew up in Minnesota fishing. Like, what's your background and how did you get into a Bass Nation club and when did you do that? So, yeah, I mean, the crazy thing, like, you know, being a part with, with my family, you know, it's like my parents and a lot of my brothers, like, they hunt a lot and I don't hunt at all, you know, and it's like, it's insane because now going back to, you know, being born in California, when I was a little kid, my parents were like, you love water, you know, and it was, it was insane because my, my, they always tell me this funny story of me, like, being three years old and we got to the freaking near, near to a little uh, lake and as soon as they opened up the door, I freaking just booked out of the freaking van and jumped into the water and still with my diaper on. And they're like, like ever since then, like you, you are like, you love water, you know? And so, you know, when we moved here from California, um, my brothers and them got into fishing and pretty much, you know, I, my parents, they didn't fish much, you know, they pretty much just worked all the time. And, you know, just being around my brother, that's that's how I got into fishing. You know, I can still remember going to a little lake and just standing on the rock and throwing a little a little jerk bait and just catching little six inch bass. And I thought I was already going to hold the Bassmaster Classic over my <laughs> head. You know, like, just like it was just one of those things where it's like, dude, I love this. You know, and um, and then you know, I, I I was a part of that group where I'm a little older. I didn't even though I look super young, where we didn't have the middle school and high school stuff. So, you know, kids that have that now take full advantage of it, you know? Um, and I had to wait until I graduated from high school to actually sign up for a bass club. And um, the first club I actually started out with was Stella Bassmasters and mm-hmm. several guys there. Yeah, Jeffrey and all of them. And I, I still yep. hang out with those guys and talk to them, you know? And um, it, was, it was funny because I didn't even actually <laughs> sign up. I just thought about it. Um, and then the girlfriend actually signed me up and one day here comes Jeffrey calls me. I'm like, who the heck is this? You know, I'm, I'm sitting there at work and I pick up and he's like, Hey, you know, how's it going? You know, I heard you're interested in joining a bass club. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't fill out any paperwork, you know? And <laughs> he's like, uh, who's this crazy stalker and why are you calling yeah. me? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I was like lost. Cause I was like, I didn't. I didn't, I was like, I, I was like starting to fill out the form, you know, and, and I was going to send it in. But then all of a sudden he's like, well, it shows here that you're, you're interested and you don't have a boat and you know, the whole, the whole nine yards of me not, you know, just wanting to join. And I come home from work and I, I told the girlfriend, she's like, oh yeah, I signed you up. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, yeah, I got my first tournament in like two weeks, you know, and um, we were actually I actually fished on Pocatigua, and I, all I had at the time was like two bait casters and one spinning rod. And I kid you not, I, I I got my ass kicked so bad, and I was just like, I can't do this. Like, there's no way anyone can compete in this. And um, uh, you know, pretty much, you know, walked away with my freaking tail between my legs and just sat there and went back home. And you know, and thank goodness, you know, uh, my girlfriend was kind enough to kind of cheer me back up and say, you know, just go give another shot. And, and I was like, all right. And when fished my club tournament, and I actually did pretty good on the back of the boat. I, I ended up winning as a coal from the back nice. of the boat. 
just in a little club deal. And, and so then I got hooked, you know, just been hooked ever since. So, you know, now I got my own yeah. boat, you know, and it's like, dude, I can't stop. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So actually, Jeff Nelson uh, was in Gopher when I was in Gopher. Like, oh, really? In like the mid to late 90s. So, wow. uh, yeah, actually, his first club tournament win, he barely beat me and I finished second on like <laughs> Upper and Lower Mission by Brainerd. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, yep. so I've known, I've known Jeff forever. He's a really good dude. So, oh, yeah. how, how, what, like, what year did you join Stellar and how long were you there? I think it was in 20, it was right after high school and I graduated in 2010. So, it was like 2011. Is right when I, because um, I, I, I started, you know, I just started doing some work just to get some money and save up to buy more tackle. So, yeah, right in 2011. So, I've been doing it for quite a while now. Nice. Um, so, how long did you spend in Stellar before you joined the club with the coolest name, Milfoil Mafia? Yeah, Milfoil Mafia. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, actually, I was with them ever since 2011 until just, like, pushing two years ago so what about eight about seven to eight years i was with them okay um, nice. yeah and and i fished as a coal for three three and a half years give or take um mm-hmm. and i only say the half because i did it and then i ended up buying a boat midway through um but yeah so i i, I learned a lot from fishing in the back of the boat with those guys um and then at the same time i can't remember remember what that trail was but they had like four events and um so i signed up for all of those two and i fished in the back of the boat so um you know just I, I was always fortunate you know to get paired up with with guys that were sticks and just you know i always asked them as many questions as i can even on the water and i, I at times i felt like i was annoying but it was because i wanted to learn you know i want to i want to be able to compete so um yeah I, I as a coal that's what i did i asked tons of questions and just um kind of figured out how to fish from the back uh so i got you know i'm not gonna say i got that dialed or anything but it's kind of like there's just certain things that you always bring that you're a cult you know so mm-hmm. um you always have to think outside of the box where you're like oh i can't i can't bring all just straight bait casters because that's all i'm gonna do is power fish it's like just doesn't work you know and i figured that out fairly soon and you know, got pretty good at it, and then pretty much what happened was I ended up, uh, this is while I was still with Stellar, I ended up fishing, um, I think it was a state tournament. It was, yeah, it was up on Whitefish. Actually, yeah, I was up on Whitefish, and, I, um, you know, I'm not going to say any names, but I was fishing in the back of the boat, and we got to a point with some weed line, and he was like, all, all I throw pairs is football jigs, and I was like, all right, cool, you know, and. I was in the back of the boat throwing a jig worm and boom, here I go. Four pounder. He lands it and then throw back out there. And I'm throwing off kind of a little bit off more. And boom, I catch another four pounder. He literally turns around and looks at me and he's like, this is why I effing hate co-anglers. You guys don't put in any work, you know? And he's like, you guys don't put in any work. Yeah. Just show up and just catch all our big fish. And he looked at me he's like, those are mine. You know, I'm taking those. And I was like, Hey dude, like, we can keep at this all night, you know, but if you're going to really push that, I'm going to get us both DQ, you know, cause that's not cool. You know, I, I taught Yeah, him. that's weird. Yeah. And, you know, and afterwards, you know, he came and apologized once he cooled down after weighing and, 
um, pretty much that was that was my moment where I was like, I got a reality check. And I was like, dude, I got to go buy my own boat, you know? So I ended up working hella hours and just saved up some money and went and bought a little 16-foot nitro and fished out of that for like three years, you know? Um, and then fished out of that, fished out of that, and then ran into uh, Nick Madison and he pretty much during he, he was he's still the vice president right now um sure. mafia and he was like hey you know uh you know they're a new club and he's like you know you you're a, a pretty straightforward guy and, and i like your attitude and he's like you know we need a president right now because the original president uh jeff he just had a kid and you know it's just with the whole thing and and you know he just wants to take a little time off so I ended up pretty much like, yeah, dude, I'll, I'll do it. And I just, during that time, I just left St. Paul State. And I was mm-hmm. pretty much, uh, it was two of us guys, three of us guys actually that were managing that, you know, and um, we were fishing the St. Paul State uh, bass club there. Nice. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I did that too. <laughs> and then, and then going to, um, um, yeah, Milford Mafia. And then pretty much it was like, yeah, dude, like you should take up being the president you know and i did that and yeah it's been an awesome move you know i pretty much let the guys at Stellar know like hey you know i'm just moving forward we're still all friends but um yeah i mean just moving to something new and it's it's panned out for me pretty good <laughs> so yeah awesome you know? <laughs> so was was whitefish your first toc or had you fished the minnesota toc before that um no that that was for 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 milfo mafia that was my first toc um but then prior to that, I fished with Stellar. See, I fished up on Island. That was a while. That was a ways back. I fished on Island. I fished on. So not the most recent I island down, before that. No, the, the one way before that. Like, yeah, that, that was actually the one that. my old man won that one. Oh, really? Yeah. So, yeah. yep. Um, yeah. So. Yep, I fished that one. That was my first TOC. And then I think I skipped the next one or did I fish that next one? Because the next one was on the river. Pull six, five, and seven, right? Yeah. Was that the following? Uh, yeah, that was around that time. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, so I ended up... That, so uh, that one, that one on the river is the yep. one that I went to Monroe or went to Indiana that put me in my first nationals was that state tournament. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Um. And that one, funny story with that one, I actually didn't qualify for that one. I actually went down as an alternate to work. But then during that time, they had the alternates tournament. Mm-hmm. So I fished that. And you know how you catch your four, but you only weigh your three. So I ended up catching four in my fourth one. I, I, I kid you not, I swear he was 14, <laughs> right? Always on the river. And mm-hmm. when we came in, he was just like that much shy. And pretty much they were like, dude, you gotta DQ your bag. And I was like, what? Like I would have I would have won that alternate tournament and then then qualified to fish for state. And it was hmm. like, dude, and my three, I think I came in with like eleven something, you know. So it was it was a good bag for eleven for three fish, you know. And um, but yeah, just that little one that was short. So after that, I don't think I fished any other ones. And then whitefish, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Nice. <clears throat> so, so last summer, the journey begins. Uh, we both fit whitefish TOC last August. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, 
I mean, the bite was decent, but it wasn't super wide open, I didn't think. Um, and you fish as a non-boater, I fish as a boater. Obviously, different clubs. Um, you you pretty much walked away with the non-boater side. You crushed it. I mean, you had a pretty yeah. big margin of victory, if I remember right. Yeah. Uh, there, there was some boater that came up to me like, dude, I I'm, I, <laughs> I qualify, but your bag is heavier than mine, and you're a cold. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, dude, it's uh, it was insane. Uh, my day one, I... I got paired up with uh, Jesse Drummer or Drummer. I keep yep. I'll butcher it every time. And cool guy, cool guy. And mm-hmm. we we got along just fine. And it was like one of those things where he was like, "Yeah, dude, this is the spot." And like mm-hmm. I said, you know, fishing out the back of the boat is like there's just certain things I know I need to do. And um, you know, he was pretty much throwing a Carolina rig up front, and I saw on the graph, although you know, there's some coontail over here. And, I just threw a net rig out there and just pretty much let it soak, you know? And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, I got the right bites. You know, I got to a point where he was like, what the hell? You know, like, like just like, how are you catching all these fish right now, dude? And I was like, dude, I'm just letting my net rig soak out there. Um, and then I came in with like 14-something, you know? And I think second place was sitting, I think, I think me and, because I was sitting first, and then I think second place had a 13-pound bag or something like that. So, um, for sure, when I went to day two and I got paired up with one of the Iowa guys, you know, Brad Leiferman, you know, we worked mm-hmm. in shows together at the Northwest Sports Show. And um, this is my first time, actually, you know, we always talk, you know, but it's like talk, actually going out and fishing. It's like everyone's so busy. So it was like we got paired up and I was like, dude, this is freaking awesome. I get paired up with the legend. It's like we've always talked about fishing, you know, and. At the same time, one of the Daiwa guys. So I was like, hell yeah, this is even better. And um, he was like, yeah, dude, we're just going to go out there and we're going to flip all day, pretty much. And we went out there and that's literally what we did. And he was like, you know, I want, you know, as easy as it is to just let him, like, let me just catch him, right? He's like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to make you work for it. And I was like, I looked at it. I was like, yeah, make me work, dude. Like, I want, I want to, like, actually, like, win was like, was like pride, you know? So, yep. yeah, we went out there and it was, it was, it was a struggle to catch my five, you know, but right as soon as I caught that fifth one, man, I literally like, just like got on my knees and I was like, thank, thank God. You know, it was like, holy smoke, I got five in the box and he looked at me, he's like, do you have this? You won. And I was like, I don't want to jinx it, you know, <laughs> um, just like how it was at regionals. You know, I was like, I don't want to jinx this, but it was pretty much like, I, I knew I, I, I won, you know, and. Um, sure enough, man, we get in there and it was just like, I came in, I think came in like 12 something. And I was like, man, where's second place and where's second place. And he's like, oh, I bond. I was like, dude, I got this. This was like, I was like, I couldn't believe it. You know, it was just one of those things where like white fish is one of those fisheries. I like to fish because there's a lot of fish. Um, but then to, um, go out there with, with Jesse and go out there with life and just to fish it different from how I've always went out there and just kind of fun fished it. It was like, this is you know, always learning, you know, always learning. So, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. And the first day, do you have all green ones? I, that's all I had was uh, green ones both days. Yeah. You know, I, I, I wish there was, I wish I would have some brown ones out there because I know some guys got them pretty dang good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things where large, small panned out for me. Yeah, I think you had more weight than I did because you had like twenty six pounds or twenty seven pounds, and I, <laughs> yeah. I had like 
11 and 13 and I was 11. So yeah. So, I mean, I, I had like, I had a smaller bag the first day I moved up. I had like a pretty good bag the second day, but ended up nice. um, like two tenths in by 11. Um, nice. So I made, I moved up from like 20th to like 11th or something like that. And I was like, well, nice. that sucks. Like I was like, <laughs> man, cause I just like, so then I would have had regionals last year right after that, but I was like bummed, like, cause like, that's my goal. Every time I go to state is I'm, I'm like, like either going to win it or top 10. Or like that's, that's, those are my two goals and anything other than that is unacceptable. So yep. I was like, you know, there's a chance 11th, it could happen literally 12 months later. It still hasn't happened. Nobody's dropped out. Michael, who's my good buddy. I work with him. He's my team partner uh, for the TBF team trail. Yep. I like would pump him and be like, uh, you know, yeah, how'd the meeting go? Did anybody sound like they were iffy or they yeah. weren't sure? Or you know what I mean? He's like, no, nah, yeah. nah, nah. and I was like, man. And then they had that Tuesday night tournament, like, like Tuesday the whatever, like the twenty fifth, right, <clears throat> or whatever, the week before lacrosse, and still nobody, right? And, that, and the yeah. week before that, I had sent a note to Mark and Peter, and be like, hey, if anybody last minute, literally the night before the tournament, I will show up if you need. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, and it finally happened. Um, nice. But uh, I guess before we get into that, uh, yeah. that was a blast to have you down there, man. I mean, just listen to all you guys talk. Like I said, man, it was like, dude, it was, it was like so informational, you know, and it helped. It helped. Out. I guarantee it helped all the coiners out, you know. But yeah. So here's a good question before we get into lacrosse. They want to know what's your favorite baits for the back of the boat. Oh yeah. So like I said, you know, I, I don't know if you guys can see it, but you know, just a net zone. That's also my, that's always one of my go-to. I just throw it on, on a medium, you know, the 2500 Fuego, Die Petula. Um, and then uh, another thing that I like to, I didn't even put it out here, but then pretty much a Ned Rig, Drop Shot. Um, and, you know, that's one reason why I always ask the boater too, like the night before, like kick, kind of like how we're going to fish. Um, so, you know, if he's all, oh, we're going to do nothing but a flipping bite, then of course, you know, you got to bring a rod to flip with. Um, but yeah, I mean, those are always going to be my two rods I will have with me at all times. It's always a net rig and a drop shot. Like those at the back of the boat, you can't go wrong. Um, or even another one, you know, this is all spinning rods, meaning, um, just a single, you know, just something that, um, you know, your boat is up concentrating on one spot. You can just cast that around and, and literally pick that apart. Um, and then now on a bait caster side, I'll have a swim jig a chatterbait tied up, um, something moving, but we're actually fishing deeper water than, you know, of course the football jig, you can't go wrong with that. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, for sure, my, my, my two rods, I'm always going to have in the back of the boat is one is a net rig and a drop shot. So. And those are the two that I try to leave as low in my rod locker as possible. <laughs> and only take, like there's a glass part of my rod locker and I have to yeah. break in case of emergencies to pull those out. <laughs> That's why I'm in the back with the emergency rods, making sure I'm fishing different, you know, and, and that's why it always works out. <laughs> uh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, Sean, I do like topwaters, um, but I'm so stuck on my old Vixens and my Yellow Magics that I rarely throw anything else. So I have not chucked out the Nishini uh, topwater. Have you, have you tried any of the Nishini baits? No, I, I haven't tried any of that stuff myself, personally. Um, you know, that's it's like there's so many baits for now. I'm like, I'm, I'm 
I'm terrible at that too. I'm so stuck to like certain baits that I like just have. So it's like it's hard for me to branch out and like try like newer brands or like a newer style. And it's like I I need to do it more, you know. But it's just it's just one of those things where it's like I I keep catching fish doing these, so it's kind of hard for me to like branch off. Nice. So yeah, lacrosse was just last week. Uh, Cheetah had a whole year to just prepare and be ready and think about <laughs> it. And oh. me, I got the call at like 10 a.m. on Friday. Uh, it was in the off-limits period already uh, as I was driving to Intune Marine to get some maintenance done on the cat. <clears throat> and uh, literally was like, all right, yeah, I'll make it happen. Like, let me call the wife. Let me uh, text work. <laughs> like, tell them I'm not going to be in next week and let's party. And I was just like, like, I was like on cloud nine. I like was driving to in tune and I'm just like, I can't believe it. I was stoked. Like I was so pumped. Um, we didn't even give you a proper hazing. You know that? That was like, that was like the number one thing in the chat. We did. You just, <laughs> it happened before you got there. Cause you came so late. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, um, yep. yeah. So that was great. We were we, we had a ho- we had hotel rooms. Uh, we were set up. We had a pretty good situation. We all stayed together, same hotel. We had kind of like the back lot of the uh, the country and in suites, the lacrosse uh, just for the Minnesota team, which was kind of nice. We all got to hang out and you know every night, and, and we had team meetings. Uh, the fishing was stingy uh, in practice; like we weren't getting a lot of bites. My practice no. videos up if you guys haven't seen that, and like I was actually like frustrated because like i've fished lacrosse a decent amount in bfls and and other tournaments and uh i was like struggling to get bites like i was really like like frustrated uh and a lot of the other guys in the team were too but there was a few guys getting bites and we pieced some things together as a team um there was even talk about cheetah becoming a boater um, yeah. for a, a minute which you're probably happy that you didn't now like it worked yeah. out pretty oh, good yeah. so <laughs> i was that was like the number one thing after day two. I was like, thank goodness I didn't become a boater. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. yeah, even that stuff that I found didn't it didn't help fish again day two. So I was like, oh, that would that would have screwed me in the pooch right there. <laughs> yeah, you probably would have caught him pretty good on day one, and then day two would have been a ghost town on you, and you'd have been like, yep, exactly, no, no. But yeah, so we fished like we had our three days of practice, um, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. You didn't, I think you showed up the second night or yeah. later on the first night or something. So you got two yep. or whatever days of practice. Um, and the tournament rolls around and uh, like we both had pretty good day ones. You, you, uh, who did you draw and where was he from on day one? I had a gentleman by the name of Jared um, Newth or it's, it starts with a K. So it's either Newth, um, but he is from Missouri and. Sure. Um, Jim, he qualified for the classic back in 2014. So he fished that. Um, and then ever since then, he's just been doing all the same deal, you know, club and then qualifying for regionals and trying to make it back. And I'm totally honored to fish the guy. Cool guy. Um, so pretty much what we ended up doing was day one. Um, when I texted him that night, I was like, Hey, what are we doing? He's like, all we're going to do is flip and frog. So granted right away, I was like, Oh crap. I can't bring my, my deadly Natalie and my drop shot. Um, but I still brought my Ned rig just in case, um, just cause you know, we're, we're flipping weed lines so I can throw a Ned rig out there. Um, but then, yeah, you know, we went down pool nine, um, uh, and uh, if everyone saw him bad says, uh, J- 
Justin Snyder posted that up. Yeah, there was a terrible accident right in front of us. A guy uh, pretty much spun his boat. His co-angler flew out and skipped across the river. Um, and, um, yeah, we we turned right back around and went and helped them out and got them to safety. And the guy went to the hospital. So uh, we're, we were happy that they, they were both safe. Um, and the lock, actually, the lock guys, uh, they, they were like, what are you guys doing? Because we actually went to the back of the line. And he was like, no, what are you guys doing? You guys are going up front. So he made us budge everybody, and we were right up front, you know. And um, sure enough, we, we go back. You know, we just pretty much fish. You know, pool nine is a lot of backwater sloughs and stuff. So uh, went to one of his his little spot that he pre-fished and caught him. And um, pretty much it was all, you know, same deal, duck weeds, fishing mm-hmm. a frog. And he was up front. There was just like that nice V line, you know, we're probably sitting in give or take seven to eight feet of water actually he even said himself that that water went up a lot because mm-hmm. when he was pre-fishing that water was like three to four but we were sitting in granted i swear it was like seven to eight so um we pretty much i was just frogging in the back and he was flipping up front and uh i was fortunate to catch two of them right away off of a frog um so that was my day one limit right there so yeah nice. and caught all in the frog or Yep, yep. Day one was on the nice. frog in, in that same pattern, you know. And um, he was trying to throw a frog too, uh, but then he was, like I said, man, he was working that thing like a freaking workhorse. He was just constantly moving it, and by the time he was already out there, it was already back to the boat. And and you know during practice or during actually practice and during our, our meetings and those meetings helped a lot. Like it was it was a slow frog bite. It was Oof. it was amazing. So you were just back there just stitching it like twitch. Yeah. Yeah, Twitch. and and he was blown. I, I, and I kind of think at, after a while, he kind of looked at why I was working it so slow. Um, after I caught my second one, and uh, he did slow down a little bit, but I just, you know, he probably didn't do that during practice. So it was just one of those things where he just couldn't do it. And after yeah. after like ten times, he just started going back. You know, um, but yeah, I mean, it was that slow frog bite, and thank goodness we talked about it during our meetings. You know, and that. That caught me two of them for day one. Yeah. And then like that helped me too. Like, cause then like when I did it and I got that first bite, I was like, okay, I can do this now. Like, (laughs) (laughs) It was one of those, like, really? Like you guys wanted that slow? Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 Speaking of Polish Pete in the house. What's up, Pete? What's up, Pete? (laughs) Uh, So Ryan asked a question. Let me, uh, so. The worm mentioned by Cheetah was the Ned Zone, right? This is what you're talking about, right? Yep. The Ned what's, Zone. What's a, what colors? What, what's like your top two or three colors? So my one of my favorite colors, uh, the 309. And then uh, yep. my second, of course, is yep, down right there. And then, you know, you can never go wrong the green pumpkin. Down. Yep, green pumpkin. And then I got I got the uh, and then another one, too, is just uh, all... I'm right, there is all, or it's like it's kind of like I can't remember the exact name, but then it's that like white and then green top. Um, but yeah, those are my three three colors that I stick with just because it's simple, it's not too out of the box. Sure, yeah, nice. So you can get those mm-hmm. at Omnia, Ryan, and uh, you know, you know the drill. Um, let's see here, uh, Bassmaster Matt says, any football jig tips? Weights, depths, 
I mean, and I mean, and you you definitely know how to fish football just like I do. I mean, for me, anywhere from ten and shallower. Um, if you're fishing, especially rocks, you know, right along V lines from ten feet and shallower, I'll just throw a half on if you can't go wrong with that. Uh, but then after that, once it gets real deep, that's when I go to that three quarter rounds. Um, and I've been a real big fan of, you know, I used to just throw straight floral, but mm-hmm. every time I set the hook, it just seemed like they, they weren't really pinned, but you just had to keep pressure on them. And, um, especially the three quarter rounds too, that, that head on that thing is so heavy where you really have to give it a good ump for that hook to really penetrate just cause you're moving mm-hmm. so much lead. Um, so now you know, everyone's splicing lines. So I, I just started doing that now too. And yeah, I mean, I splice mine with, um, I just pretty much run a 40 pound braid, uh, Daiwa J braid with uh 20 pound samurai floral of this stuff right here. That's, that's my stuff right there. Yeah. So 20 pounds, I'll splice that on there. Um, you know, granted 10 feet. Um, and that's what I throw on with, with my football jigs now and just slowly drag it on the bottom. Nice. Cool. Looks like you got a fan here saying congratulations. <laughs> yeah, that's my boy. Yeah, he actually, that's the guy that ties on my hair, Jake. That's my boy. Uh, I call him Tiger, but yeah, as you can see, his name is Armon. <laughs> that's my best boy right there. Yep. Nice. Yep. Um, <clears throat> Hammond, isn't that the, the last name of your uh, day three boater? Yep. That's uh, Adam. But it was my, Adam, though. So I don't know. Must be related. Um, Logan, we'll get into the frogs here in a second, I think. Or what, what, what frog were you throwing? Um, I was just throwing a booyah. Um, okay. Uh, pad crasher? Pad, yep. Yep. Pad crasher. Um, and, you know, that was the tick. It was, I stuck two rattles in mine just so it gave it weight. Because those pads, those, all that duckweed stuff was, it had some good grass, that ill grass I was making that super thick. So mm-hmm. um, I put two rattles in it and, I, I believe that made the difference. You know, um, I don't know if I don't know if that's what you guys are doing too, or yours are already weighted, right? Yeah, yeah, I, was, I got some show and tell here in a second. So yeah, Cam, he's spliced. He's talking about a braid to floral knot. Which braid to floral knot do you like for your football jigs? See, I've been I've been doing that FG knot, and I can't get that thing down. So I just stick with the crazy Alberto or modified Albright. It's to me, it's it's just simple, um, and it works. So I've got it down where it works for me. Nice. Yeah. Uh, works for Justin Lucas, so it must be pretty good. <laughs> uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, Jared, we're going to get to day three here in a little bit. Uh, just hang tight. Um, so, yeah, my day one was – so see, what did your boater have? You had like five and a half pounds for your three. What did your boat – did he get a limit or – He only came in. He only caught two, and he only he came in with less weight than me. He only had like four. <laughs> so, yeah, he was hurting. Um he pretty much already looked at me and said, I don't want to fish tomorrow. And I was like, oh, you can't have that attitude, man. I was like, just come <laughs> and fish, dude. <laughs> so I was like, don't do that, man. Uh, but, yeah, he only had two fish. And, yeah, he was, uh, I, yeah, I swear he only had, like, four pounds. So, you know, you know. Um, yeah, it was stingy. Like, I, I know, like, there was a couple guys, like, my day two guys, like, thank you for showing me that there are fish in this river. <laughs> that's awesome (laughs) yeah but i should say like you guys watched my practice video maybe today maybe you haven't if you haven't but i literally the first day i spent 12 hours in the river and i caught three bass set the hook on everything northern some drum day two i never had a keeper bite 
Uh, George, who was with me, caught one on a Ned Rig on a closing dam. Uh, day three, uh, Kevin and I shook off six keeper bites in 10 hours. Oh, like oh, it wasn't yeah. a good, it was not a good practice. Like I was yeah. frustrated. I was feeling a little optimistic after day three, but uh, it wasn't good by any means. Um, yeah. So my day one, like that tournament video will be coming out probably Saturday. So we'll get the tournament videos cooking. It, uh, so check those out. Um, but like I was just watching the footage and it was 840 in the morning. We had a 615 takeoff. I was boat number one. I did not catch my first keeper until 840 in the morning. Yep. I ran my first four areas where we had pulled on five of those six bites and did not catch a fish. Oh, or a couple of shorts, but yep. so it was, it was tough. Um, but then I got into, uh, an area that I had caught smallmouth in the past. No. So I went and tried a sand drop that was too shallow and didn't have enough flow on it in practice on Monday. But I was like, things are changing. The flow was way faster on my sand drops. I started on, there was more current. I was like, maybe it will be good now. Maybe it'll gotten right. So I yep. went in there and I caught like a three and a quarter smallie like right away. And I was like, nice. dang, like at least I got a good one, right? Like, okay, I haven't caught yep. a fish in like three hours, but like, okay, we got a good one. I went and checked some other stuff, tried this like little duckweed point that was near a sand drop that didn't produce anything. Frogging super slow and uh, like, Dunk. like got one. Like, um, let me see if I can actually pull something up here. Let's try something here. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, need to sort by. This might be worth it. All right. All right. Let's try this here. No, it says it can't do that. All right. Oh. We tried it. Different. We can. We will get it. We'll get it. It just will have to do it a different way. <laughs> Be patient. We get a sneak peek here. Uh... All right. Now we're looking live from the river. So we just finished a sand drop. Now moving down this bank, and I get to this little point coming up right here, like right in here coming up to this there's a nice map but you guys can watch like we were talking about how slow we were fishing it but like yeah it's actually the next cast i think (laughs) i'm actually working it because it's out from it right now but watch the cast where he actually bites it's just coming up right here like and i was throwing a white frog yep but it's like it's sitting there i haven't moved it yet twitch one twitch two and that was probably actually working it kind of fast at this point. Oh, there we go. <laughs> so this is my second fish of the day. Nothing like that braid singing. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. But then I hung around and fished this area a whole lot more and never got another bite. But it gave me oh, confidence. Right. Like, okay, that, that frog still working. Yep. Look at all that slot. Fish it slow. Yep. But like that, that, that was like, those first two fish were key. Like I had like two fish for like 
almost seven pounds. Yeah. Yeah, because then day one you came in with like fifteen something, right? Yeah. So like, yeah. So then I after this I go to a smaller area that I had not caught anything in practice, but it had been good to me in the past. And we roll up there, and I'm throwing a Carolina rig, and I catch a keeper, like a two pounder, two and a quarter. It's like feels good to get a third fish. My co catches a keeper. We just caught like two fish in like, nice. like ten minutes. I was like, all right. Five ten minutes later, I catch my fourth fish. Um, and, uh, that was like a close to a three pounder, like small. Nice. So I got four yep. and that's probably like, let's see here. Fourth fish. Let me sort of, I can tell you here, like that, that actually happened kind of quick for a second. Um, but I, I want to say like, we got there at like 10.30. I probably had two more fish by before 11. But I fished it till like 12.30 thinking I was going to get my fifth fish. Yeah. <laughs> like we sat there. I was like, we just caught two. He caught one. We got three. I was yep. like, I'm just going to stay here till I catch my fifth one. Because I got like four pretty good ones. Like if I get my fifth fish, like, you know. But then I yep. finally had to bail. Went to another frog area that I never fished. It's just a place that I like. So this is a funny story. On Monday, the day I didn't catch a single fish, I didn't get a good charge on one of my lithiums. Oh, and I uh, was going back to look at a place where I caught a fish on Sunday in the morning, and I wanted to see it during the sun and with the new water rising. Like, was it getting blown out? Was it still going to be good? Get back there, start to fish. It dies. I try to fish with my talons down, and then I idle back to Stoddard, and I idled back through the strip, and I was like, man, this looks really good right here. Like yeah. it was hard bottom, a little bit of current, super clean water. Yep. The grass was good. Perch, bluegills. I was like hearing some popping. I was like, I think I might try this in the tournament. Never made a cast. Yep. Roll in there on day one, make the cast on a uh, a sweet little point and jack a three and a half for my fifth <laughs> fish. Nice. And that's at like twelve thirty. Um. And I was like, man, that's got, that's gonna be a pretty good bag. And I, I was like lowballing the fish. I was like, man, this is this has got to be solid. I got to like, you know, you know, 12, 13 pounds. That's gonna yep. be a good bag for today. Yep. And then I weigh him, and I got over fourteen. I was like, <laughs> yeah, dang, that's gonna be really good. Like, yep. so I like yep. kind of move around there, and I catch one. I call one more time. I catch one that doesn't quite help, and then I catch one that calls my smallie. And I'm like, good, like get rid of that smallie because sometimes they die and they do weird things. Yep. And I upgrade a little bit, and it's at fourteen eighty eight. So almost 15 pounds on my Rapplet scale. Yep. And then uh, I was boat one, so I weighed in pretty early. Um, Kyle, it was not the week in the knees fish. That was a different tournament. But uh, that was that was Corona, on a buzz bait. Uh, <laughs> I would like to order a new boat, but that has not happened, Darius. Um, so, yeah, I, I weigh in. I'm like one of the first, like I get in first flight. Uh, I'm probably one of the first 10, 15 people to weigh in. It pops up at 15 pounds, nine ounces on the scale. I'm like, nope, dang, <laughs> nope, like take yeah. the tournament lead. And I was like, sweet, like that's that's gonna be an awesome bag. And then, like, I hang around, load the boat, and like, turns out that was leading by like 12 or 14 ounces. Like, yeah. I didn't think I was leading <laughs> after day one. Like, I was like, wow, yep. so yeah, that was day one. Like, I caught seven keepers, only called once, 
and was leading the tournament. Didn't get a lot of yeah. bites. Didn't have a fish for the first almost three hours, um, but caught the right ones. Yeah, so that was my day one. Yeah. Um. So, your day two. That's that. You know, yeah. like, I have well, especially because you ran to nine and you locked that time really yeah. fast when you're at nine. Yeah, and we were about 18, so we were flight one, two. And it was like, holy smokes, dude, like freaking 215 came around quick. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> another shout out for uh, for you. Yeah. A couple, a couple guys <laughs> chiming in. What up, boys? Yeah. Yeah. So, but so you day two, what was your draw? Did you like, so I stayed in eight all three days. What did you do day two? Um, so day two, we ended up um, pretty much staying in eight. We were freaking both 75, 73. I can't even remember now. It was one of those two numbers, but yeah. we got it mixed up. We thought we were like 75. And then we ended up like the guy kept calling our, uh, a number and we we're like, oh, that's not us. That's not us. And then all of a sudden they're like, dude, you're both 75. We're like, Oops, our bad. So we ended up, you know, getting in line. It was freaking like, like seventh, three, yeah, we were like eighth flight or something like that. And it was like, holy smokes, man! Like, this is gonna be such a long day now, you know, because freaking from six fifteen to two fifteen. Um, and then yeah, we ended up just staying in pool eight, and pretty much what we ended up doing was fishing wing dam. Um, nice. And. That panned out actually pretty good for me um, because we were fishing at totally two different styles. So my boulder, I got uh, Lonnie Peterson and um, cool Wisconsin. Guy. Yeah. And he had a tough, he had a, he had a good, he had like 13 pounds the first day, but struggled on day two, right? Yeah. Yep. And um, cool guy. He's actually a, a good friend of um, of our Chippewa location where I work at the boat center. He's actually good mm-hmm. friends with the manager there. So. Um, he ended up texting me, like, hey, dude, like, are you this guy that works here? I'm like, yeah, dude, that's me. He's like, dude, I'm best friends with Justin and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, my God. He's like, yeah, tomorrow's going to be a blast. Um, so yeah, we get to that wing dam, and right away, he's 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 throwing a, a tube, you know. And I was like, you know, how I fish wing dams or from the guys that I learned from was, you know, a chatterbait. So if, if you're not fishing right on top of it, you can throw a chatterbait, you know, almost over it and just let it kind of fall down and pretty much hmm. that's what i did you know and that's this exact setup right here i have that set up with a six three zillion with a medium heavy kage all-purpose rod seven three and uh these chatterbaits right here are just ones that i have a buddy that ties them up for me so they're they're just hand tied they're super awesome and i have that paired up with a x-zone mini slammer so and I was throwing two colors. I was throwing the all white and then the white and chartreuse. And as you can see, I don't have any more white and chartreuse because everything eats them. Even the one that you let me borrow is gone. Pike ate it, you know. And um, so yeah, that's pretty much what I did was just throw it over there, let that fall down, and just slow roll it on the bottom. And that's why I stuck with the six three, so that I can actually keep it on the bottom. Where normally I throw with the seven or heck there's times i throw with the eight just so i can get it on top of the weeds but then that six three really helped it stay on the bottom you know and just slowly reel it so you know, that that was my key bait right there and that's how i ended up catching all of my fish nice so you both days you were doing something a little different than your boater and you kind of maximized and kind of outperformed 
kind of what they did both days, to be honest. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. I mean, um, um, yeah, even uh, my boulder day too, Lonnie, he looked at me. He was like, dude, I've never fished. He's like, he doesn't really throw a chatterbait much, especially on a wing dam, you know? Um, and I was like, oh, that's kind of how I grew up fishing wing dams. It's <laughs> throwing a chatterbait and just slowly reeling it behind it, you know, because the fish are there and they're going to come out and eat it. So, nice. yeah, I mean, that's definitely one thing to try if you haven't tried it, you know, and just throw a chatterbait on a wing dam <laughs> to anybody that's watching. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, thanks, Peter. Thanks for all you do. We appreciate it. Um, yeah, thanks, that's awesome. Peter. So Peter is the shout out to Peter. He's the, the, the president of the Minnesota St- Bass Nation state. Yeah, Minnesota Bass Nation. So um, Keeps all, that's all cool. Online. So how many fish did you how many keepers did you catch on day two? So day two, I caught I, I only caught three keepers. Um, but the amount of fish that we caught total together, I can't even count. We caught so many fish, but like everyone, the same story they're all short you know because um and anyone that doesn't know on on pretty much any part of that river is 14 or bigger so you can sit out there and say oh i had a great day of fishing but they're all 13 inch bass so they can't even can't even wait you know it's actually illegal so yeah i mean we've caught so many 13 and a half or 13 and almost squeaking 14 you know and it was just like we threw back so many fish you know and um but yeah i caught my three keepers that that was that they were they were just a key bite. I came in with eight yeah. pounds, thirteen ounces day two. And yeah, um, solid. Yeah, and after day one, I was sitting in like the lower teens and I was like, Man, tomorrow if I don't catch, I'm pretty much out of it, you know. And after after seeing the the scale or actually uh, after final weigh in, I was like, Holy crap, I'm sitting in third. <laughs> like I went from like seventeenth to third, you know, and um yeah, that was exciting. So <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's sweet, dude. Uh, what, Logan says, what line, fluorocarbon, or what's your setup for chatterbait? So uh, I traditionally always throw just straight 14-pound um, um, floral, um, and I, I was all out of it, so I just kept enough of it to make it as a leader. But I was actually throwing it on 30-pound uh, Daiwa J-Braid, and I just spliced. Actually, like, so now, so with the river current, um, um, I don't know if you do this, Rich, but then, uh, normally, I'm traditionally, like, if I'm fishing a lake, I stick with 20 and 17 higher stuff because of pike and how thick the weeds are. But then fishing the river so much growing up, it's I, I, I always downsize my line because that current, with that line being thicker, that current pulls that yeah. line. You know, so yeah. um, I was actually splicing it with 14, and uh, my other chatterbait rod that I had was actually 12. Um, so that, by, by making that line a lot thinner, yeah, you do take that chance of it breaking off, but it's staying on the bottom and that current not being able to pull it off um, makes the world's difference. So, yep, I use 14-pound floral with 30-pound braid. That, how, that's long a leader were, <clears throat> how long a leader were you running? Yeah, I was actually running, running it pretty long. Um, I was almost, I would say, geez almost like 20 some feet just so i can have okay. a lot of line out there so you, it was almost like straight floral <laughs> yeah yeah pretty yeah. much you know um but then that braid just helped it just that when they ate it it was it was instant it was a hook set right away i didn't have to like you know make sure that you know i pretty much just lean every fish i caught was leaning into it you know because that braid so yeah yeah 
uh, Dermot. Uh, my favorite Chatterbait rod is probably a, a prototype Dobbins rod that you can't get anymore. But the, the one I'm using most now is a Dobbins Sierra 734C. It's got a really moderate action for a, a medium heavy that I really like. Um, I'm not a big glass guy. I like uh, I like graphite rods, so it's a pretty soft action graphite. And I think you said you were using a, a Kage yep. all-purpose rod. Yep. 73 um, all-purpose Kage. Um, and that I'm, I'm the same way, dude. I've, I tried some of the glass rods and it just feels like I'm gonna whack the guy in the back of the boat, you know, just cause that was rods just bend so much. And I've had it where some fish you feel them like they're pinned, um, and they're not. So it's like, I just switch back to gra- all graphite. now. that's all I run now. Nope. I'm yeah. the same. Can't go, can't go. <laughs> just can't do it. Nice. I can I can I can picture Tad with a Budweiser in his hand right now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> Way says favorite Daiwa reel ever. My favorite Daiwa reel. Oh, I I am. You know they they just beefed it up to the newer SVs, but I love the just the first generation Tatula SV. Um. Yeah, this is my like all around favorite reel. Like, I love this reel. I have a bunch of them. Um, and I just started ordering some of the newer SVs, but these don't get it wrong. I still have them with rods because I, I love these reels just because they're mm-hmm. so versatile. Um, they're so they're so easy to handle, um, casting in the wind. Um, and not just that, I take a lot of people fishing too, so I can just like hand them that rod with that reel and they can just use it, you know. So, nice. that is my yeah i like the tatula svs quite a bit i actually like the new coastal sv quite a bit oh i haven't touched that one i mean i haven't i don't have one yeah and then uh (laughs) another favorite of mine is an older 3000 procyon that was kind of that purple like i really like that reel like that's a spinning reel you you and me both i have two of them and i i can't (laughs) i just started buying some of the newer stuff but i still i still have those two (laughs) Yep, I love those Procyons. I'm with you on that. Yeah. So, yeah, my day two, I take out dead last Boat 90. Like, um, <laughs> I, I actually run the same stuff in the morning that I ran the day before, which only produced two shorts. And I have a limit in the first hour. Nice. It probably weighs nine or ten pounds. Like, caught a couple on a Vixen, a couple on a Yellow Magic, one on a Frog, three Smallies, two Largies. One's just barely a squeaker. But I'm like, dude. I'm probably fishing tomorrow, right? Like <laughs> I got nine, 10 pounds. Yeah. I'm like, I probably made the cut. Now it's time to like do some work, run a few more things, go to my Somali stuff. And it, I didn't, it didn't happen. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. Throw in the sea rig. And I'm literally kind of on the edge of it. And I'd fished up and down it like two or three times, but I was like, I'm not going to spend two hours on it. Like I did the other day. Right. Like, I'm like, I'm not going to die here. I'm going to get to my frog fish sooner. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm literally about, I'm like, my foot's on the trolling motor. I'm swinging to the left with my cast yep. out, and my mouth is about to open and tell my co we're about to leave. Yeah. And my rod goes, <laughs> like, just like rips the rod on my hand. And I'm like, yep. set back. And I'm like, big one, like yep. giant. Like, and it was like a four and a quarter pound Smalley. And I was nice. Like, stoked. I'm like, I'm getting rid of like a 14 inch smallmouth. Like, that. 
touched, but it was like made you nervous touched. Yeah. Oh yeah. With like a freaking giant, like bigger than anything <laughs> I caught on day one. And I was like, dude, like, that's it. Like I'm fishing. I got a good bag. Like, you know, I probably like got almost what I got yesterday. Like I'm not, like, I'm not, I'm probably like 14. Like I'm like stoked. Right. So we fished around there a little more. I think my co-angler had uh, one fish in the morning. He had two fish at that point. Um, and then we went and fished another little sand drop, little weed point. He got a third fish. So he was pretty stoked. And then, and then, so the Carolina rig rod, because that was so instrumental. Like I like, I like the Dobbins 745 HP is what I throw. And I got this old school Cronarch and I posted a picture of this on my like Instagram the other day. And I got so many messages about like, Hey, how much for that Cronarch? Yep. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yep. But, uh, I got uh, 20 pound on this and then I was running 15 pound big game leader. Uh, I like that on the river because uh, it's super tough and it floats up a little bit in the current and same kind of thing, right? Like downsize that leader a little bit in the current and real short, like this is probably as long as I would go 18 inches. And then I could retie it one or two times and get down to like maybe 10 or 12. Yep. Um, and then just, uh, there's about two baits I throw on the river and then one is a speed craw. And the other one is like a baby brush hog or a, a striking game hog. And just on a right. small EWG light wire hook, right? So mono and light wire so that bait can kind of do its thing in the current. Um, but uh, yeah, like this is kind of a sexy little color here. Like this little blue, mm-hmm. yeah. green. Look at that thing. Like, but uh, yeah, so I, I catch that, that one. Get my co his limit fish. And I was like, we're going to go hit some frog fish because I got some like two pound, like less than two pound smallies, two pound smallies and um, head over to the frog spot and nose right in on the key area that I got, like I've got it figured out now, right? So come into the tournament, it's just a place that looked good. Day two, I snatch a big one in a, in a cull and one I can't use out of this mat. And I'm like, all right. So I come in a different angle, fish the mat, fish the mat, super slow. First fish, three pounder. Fish it, fish it, fish it, second fish, three pounder. Nice. Fish it, fish it, fish it, like two and three quarter. Like, like it was like, <laughs> Three, two, nine, two, eight. Like, get rid of all those smallies in the morning. I'm like, yeah, dang, this bag's getting pretty filthy now. Like, I was like, yep. and like, it was interesting because I was throwing, it was sunny the first two days. So I was throwing, uh, so one of my frog rods is the Dobbin Sierra 735 with the, the coastal that I was talking nice. about, SV, yep. which is a great yep. frog reel. It's a little beefier. It's got a 150 size spool on a 100 size frame. So it holds yep. more line for casting frogs. And then this reel handle is a little bigger. So it gives you a little more like winching power. But based on what the team was saying and in practice on the sunny days, this white colored frog. So this is like a discontinued true tungsten Mad Max frog. Um, you hear that? Them rattles. So also throwing a few rattles in there. Um, so I like to do that in the mats. But this one produced several nice fish. It produced two fish the first day that I weighed and then two fish the second day And this yeah. mat is like maybe two or three boats big. It's not big. Um, and I caught two that I really had to work on, work them. And, and then I kept throwing back in this one spot and I kept on missing, missing it. And, and if you remember on day two in the afternoon, what happened at the end of the day? That. What do you mean? It got cloudy. Like, it oh, got yeah, cloudy yeah, and yeah, the wind yeah. picked up. Yeah. So, like, I was, like, still had kind of a smallish smallie, and 
So I was like, man, that cloud just rolled in. So then I picked up the bronze eye, yes. kind of a black and blue color on a, on a Dobbin 746, um, which is a little bit more of my distance frog and rod. Um, I had the other one. This one's also got a, some sound in it, but yep. like first cast of this, jacked a three-pounder. Like, nice. <laughs> And then I like threw back in there and I had another one roll on it and I was like, you know what? Like, He didn't get it, but I was like, instead of casting back there, I'm like, dude, I got like a really good bag. Like, I might need these fish tomorrow. So we kind of got out of there. I kind of pre-fished around with the frog. Yeah, I co-missed a couple of fish. I missed a few fish in a different area. Roll back in the small area just to kind of start working my way back up the river. And literally, again, was about to leave saying we're going to go check the spot up in Goose. And like, again, the Carolina rig goes, yep. <laughs> like in a three and a half pound smallie. And I was like, I was uh, like, this bag. So that, and you'll see, in the, I actually like, embedded this fish in my hand with an EWGB hook when I tried to land nice. and scoop them. So I've got video yeah. for day two of me, like three and a half pounds smallie hanging from EWG hook in my hand. So oh. We're like cutting it off and like getting the fish backwards off the hook and doing the line trick in the boat. And like, oh. chaos. but like, I was like, dude, I got a way bigger bag than yesterday. Like we got to start going North. Like I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I went through the slow wake zone. I didn't run the West channel. Yep. Like, um, yeah, and uh, got in. I was, like, almost the last person to weigh. And, uh, yeah, I had, like, 16 and a half pounds. Like, so two days in a row, I weighed the biggest bag in the tournament. Um, yeah. Opened up my lead a little bit to, like, almost two pounds. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty crazy. Uh, Darius got himself a zillion from Omnia. I haven't tried one of those, but they look sweet. You got any of those new zillions? I just got one in. I've been beating up on it, and yeah, dude, they are freaking sweet. I freaking love that damn reel. Actually, I have it paired yeah. up with my Elite right now. Um, nice. Yeah, Brent Ayler Elite Rod, and it's like, dude, it's like freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying you know? to resist the temptation. Uh, I've used the 360 a little bit. I'm pretty impressed with what I'm seeing. Uh, I got to use a little bit on a weed line lake, like... <laughs> The weekend before we left for lacrosse, I used it one time for like three hours. And then uh, down lacrosse, it was pretty cool to see when I would fish sand drops or like closing dams and things like that. It was pretty cool to what I could see. Um, mm-hmm. So probably haven't leveraged it to its maximum, but I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. Yeah. Um, I was throwing a half ounce uh, bullet weight tungsten on my Carolina rig. Um, you definitely yeah, can I use lead. Tungsten's yeah, not... Know. Yeah, I didn't throw anything much, but I don't know what the boulders that I had. I think they were throwing give or take part of that same weight, too. So. Yeah, I would say three-eighths to half ounce is pretty common on the river, unless you're getting yeah. really heavy current. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we already talked about Milfoil, Maf- Mafia, Nick. Heck, yeah. Um, Nick and I actually fished together on Pokegama in a state tournament. Oh yeah, I can't remember if it was day one when we actually caught him, Nick, or if I fished with you on day two when everything unraveled. I don't remember. I feel like it was day two, but I'm not sure. Um, uh, everybody's know. talking about their discontinued Jackal products. So yeah, anytime Jackal has a good bait, they discontinue it. Um, that's, do you that's think they make it special? The yellow magic is the same size as the Rico. I like the bigger yellow magic, and yes, they're almost identical in size and shape to the Rico, but cheaper, like eight dollars, six or seven dollars cheaper. Uh, fish on grams. 
All right, we're caught up. So, yeah, that was my day two. So we both know, like, you're sitting in third, non-motor side. I'm sitting in first, motor side. Uh, we know we're both getting paid, right? We're both getting a check, but we're, like, looking to finish this deal because uh, only one yeah. person from each state is going to the natty. You've got a much bigger lead. You have, like, a seven-pound lead yeah. uh, going into day two on a three-fish limit. So you basically go out and get a few bites, and it's salted away, right? Yeah. Me, I got Connor, who's catching, like, 30 fish a day right on my heels, <laughs> like, a pound 12 behind me. So I catch the two yep. biggest bags of the tournament, and I've got less than a two-pound lead. Um, and he's catching, like, 25 keepers a day, and I caught seven the first day and 10 the second day. Yeah, <laughs> so we have much different situations going out on day three. Um, so you, I go out with the first place Wisconsin guy, um, who's he's yep. from lacrosse area, uh, Dustin. Yep. He was really cool to fish with. Uh, and then you're going out with uh, Adam, Adam Ham, or Hammond, Hammond, yeah, Hammond, yeah, uh, who is third overall, leading Iowa, had a really good tournament so far. So you, uh, you're out boat three. I'm out boat one. You blast down to, uh, you probably passed me. I would imagine. Yeah, we were booking. That was for sure because we had we had a long run that day. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of people that passed me early. I imagine you were one of them. Um, heading down to pool nine, and you probably have one of the best days you ever had on the river. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, right now I probably had one of the best day as fishing just like uh, as a cove. Like it was. You know, like I keep telling everyone, you know, official Adam, um, you know, now I, I like I said, I can pick, call him a friend, man. We got along so well because not just that we love fishing, but we actually do the exact same thing of line of work. You know, we're both boat mechanics mm -hmm. um, uh, right around the same age. And it was like, dude, how, how do you get a, a, a pair like this? You know, so we were like, yeah, we're going out as the young studs of the, of the derby, the young studs. And you know, we were just joking. And then, uh. We did did Cheetah just call me old? Did anybody catch that? I think he just called me old. <laughs> I can't grow. I can't grow anything, you know. <laughs> um, but then, um, so yeah, I mean, uh, we get we get to this first spot, and you know, we're just fishing, you know, weeds, and um, he just looks at me like, dude, we're gonna have a blast, you know, and um, get to that first spot, and right away he starts throwing a chatterbait, and like I said, day two, I was already throwing a chatterbait, so it was like I already had all that stuff tied on. And he's burning in the cross, you know, those weeds. We should back up, like back up, like just a little bit. Sorry. So Cheetah, everybody's rigging up at the back of the country and in suites. And Cheetah's like knocking on boats, like knock, knock, knock. You got any white oh, yeah. chartreuse chatterbaits? You got any white chartreuse chatterbaits? <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, that I forgot to mention that. So they, after day two, I lost like all my chatterbaits. And I had like one tied on. Um, and it was, it was the white one I showed earlier, and I was like, dude, but they're 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 eating white and sort of truth, right? And um, you know, our buddy Derek, one of the co-anglers, he's he was throwing a brown and gold, and I lost all my you know brownish, goldish color, green pumpkin colors, so those are all gone. And then um, I I needed something, and it was already the night. I couldn't ask Peter and them to go and grab me anything, so it was just like, dude, I, I need it. And so I'm like <laughs> going around. I go to Ron. I go to Tad, I go to I go to Rich, and I'm just like, you guys got any white searchers chatterbaits <laughs> that you guys are willing to give me? And sure enough, uh Rich Rich grabs me one. I forgot. Yep. That that guy right there and that those things, they worked awesome. Um did you catch them on this in the tournament? Yes. Yeah, I caught I caught one of them towards nice. the end on on it. 
and then it was already like, hey, we're done. Let, let's get out of here. And it was already telling him to run up because I finally lost the one I had. And then uh, Ron gave me a bunch of green pumpkin ones, and I caught a bunch of them on that too. So, <laughs> yeah, thank you guys so much, man. I mean, that 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 little bit right there helped a lot, you know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it was just – it was a phenomenal tournament for me, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, it was it, it was moments where we were fishing, you know, and it was like we were laughing just because we, we were catching so much fish that we were throwing out three pounders. It was like, dude, this thing only weighs three on the dock. We don't need this. And we're throwing them out, just throwing them out. And um, honestly, I think that, that rain helped that bite a lot. Um, I don't know yeah. how that rain affected you guys, but, yeah, I mean, it, it helped us a lot. Um, yeah. And it was just – it was a phenomenal tournament. It was, it was a – it was – yeah, like I said, it was it was magical, you know. Yeah. So yeah, so I, I gave him a super K clacking. If you, I could have gave you a couple. I didn't. I thought you had enough, so I would definitely given you more. Um, <laughs> but that's awesome, you caught him. So if anybody, you can use the code Hellabass fifteen at Super K and get you some clackins if you need them. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm guessing you were in a place where the south wind wasn't crashing on your stuff. Oh no, no, we were fishing in that wind it was oh you were okay so yeah. there must have just been enough so something happened because he's clearly fishing in the same spots but something either the, the current dropped or it picked up or the water got high enough or got low enough that things just clicked because these i'm sure these sand drops that he was fishing or stuff that he'd been fishing all week but clearly that one that you guys were on the stars and the moon aligned and everything was perfect and they stacked on it and it was yeah nuts, pretty much right? yeah pretty much and that's exactly what adam said too he was like normally they're not right here they're like the juice is over there, but you know, he's like, no one's here with us. So he just started on that spot. And it was just like you said, man, the stars were aligned and it was just magical. I mean, it was every cast back to back. Yeah, we I think it was more that like everything, the water level, the current, the bait, everything got right. And there were yep. so many fish piled in there that they didn't care that it was south wind. They didn't care it was yep. going against the current because there were so many fish there. They were just going to chew. Yep. So. Yeah. So, yeah, it was definitely a magical moment. You know, it was, yeah, I mean, it was easily 20 some plus fish days, you know, and it was like, and that was, that was like me alone, you know, and it was just, it was insane, you know? Nice. So, yeah. That's awesome. So you guys going down, you wrecked them, you locked back early, you're eating sandwiches, like... <laughs> order a pizza, <laughs> just hanging out, right? Um, so did you guys, no, I mean, when, what time did you guys lock back up? I think, I think it was right around 1230 ish, but even actually not even going back. So I caught my limit of bass like at 830. Yeah, it was like 830. And I, I ended up entering that into bass tracker and, and on my, on my raffle scale, it showed I had eight pounds, eight ounces. So I entered that and then I sent that in, boom, it got updated my phone just starts blowing up and then i i kid you not my second cast right at the bat freaking just boom i catch a 361 boom i catch like a 308 and i and i rescaled it you know and just keep tracking i was at like nine something and i was like man i'm not even gonna enter this i'm just gonna leave that like an icing on the cake <laughs> so <laughs> so the whole night they're like dude Chino hasn't updated his tracker he hasn't updated his tracker i was like i was like i'm just gonna leave that leave that in suspense and just uh um you know leave that anticipation out there but i knew i had like nine i didn't think i had nine ten um so yeah i was i was super happy with that weight 
But yeah, I mean, yeah, we so you're, 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 your your total was nine pounds ten ounces. Yeah, for yep. Okay. Yep. So, um, yeah, I mean, we locked up around twelve thirty ish. Yeah, give or take. I swear we did. And then yeah, we end up fishing a few spots up there just to kind of see if we can upgrade any of our fish. But we caught a bunch of shorts, caught a few that were keeper fish, but they weren't they weren't gonna help, you know. Yep, and then that was pretty much awesome. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Adam weighed like eighteen pounds, something yeah. like that. Big bag. <laughs> he was actually very worried. You know, he was like, "I don't think I got it. I don't think I got it." And I was like, "Oh no, dude! I think you got it, man. You got a big bag." You know, I was like, "Cause he on his scale was like seventeen something," and I was what? like, "Dude, I think." He- so, like, so Cheetah was basically expecting me to flounder. I get it. You didn't have any confidence. No. <laughs> I get it. No. <laughs> I mean, no. it was it was one of those moments, you know. And I was like, I don't know, dude. Like, like I, I, I was like, I was like, don't. Worry. I was like, you know, I was telling. I was like, I know Rich got some stuff still, so you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a a, a fight, you know. Um, um, but yeah, it was it was one of those moments where it was just kind of like, yeah, I, it was it, just that type of day, you know, just that <laughs> amount of fish that you catch. So, yeah, but <laughs> nothing against you. That's, that sounds just like my day three, but not at all. <laughs> so day three, I run those sand drops in Goose Island. Yep. I get one tiny bite. Like it looked like something hit my popper with its mouth closed. Like it was clearly the windows was like, this isn't right. Uh, my co said he had one bump on a fluke that didn't eat it. <clears throat> Uh, we go to the next area, catch a couple of short, large mouth and a pike, run a bunch of stuff. Then I go to, yeah, not getting bit, not getting bit. I go check that sand drop, catch a short or nothing there. Get to the smallest spot much earlier. Fish, 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 catch a couple of shorts, nothing. I was like, Ooh, this is, this is not good. Get down to my large mouth spot at like 11. And... I basically nose into that mat and I fish it for the next 90 minutes. Basically foamed it like just like every 12 inches, like just dead sick and like twitching that frog. I fish it for 15 minutes. I catch like a three and a half. And I was like, all right, all right, that's cool. Looks like another half an hour. I get another three pounder for another half an hour, another three pounder. Fishing for like another half an hour, never get another bite. And by this time, like you can't even see duckweed; it's just like lines in the mat. Like, yeah. I just and it had gotten shallow. Like when I fished it the first day, it was probably like eighteen inches deep. The last day, yeah. it was probably like nine inches deep. Like it was getting really skinny. Yeah. Um. But uh, those three fish weighed ten and change. Yeah. Uh, small so like, yeah. I ended up getting beat by five pounds by. Adam, which he had an awesome bag, kudos to him. But like, dude, if I could have finished my limit, I would have given him all yeah. he wanted. <laughs> yeah. I just my smallie stuff didn't go, um, and I only had one mat with largemouth in it, so it just uh, ran out of juice. Um, do, do you think that rain affect that? Or I think it was not the rain; it was the south wind blowing against mm. the current that jacked yeah. up the smallies. Yeah, yeah, that was more the problem. Yeah. Um, yeah, shout out to Brian. I think I actually met Brian Vogelsing at Vermilion um, several years ago. 
Um, so yeah, I think Alan, I think, I think, are you the guy from Cincinnati? We shook hands, I think, uh, at day three. I don't remember exactly. I shook a lot of people's hands, but I'm pretty sure that was you. Um, so yeah, but, uh, Hey, I was like, I mean, I, I was like, I never got spun out. I fished hard to the very end, but I definitely got discouraged when it was like coming in and I had three fish and I knew they were pretty good. I thought they were like high eights, maybe nine pounds ended up being over 10 yeah. on the scale. Cause I never bothered to weigh any of them yeah. even the first day of the tournament i never put a cull clip or weighed anything until after i had a limit because i didn't expect to catch a limit the first day to be honest or would be like wasn't worried about culling yeah and so i knew that like i was on good fish but i also knew it wasn't like super robust like i knew at any time like if something changed it could like start to unravel <clears throat> but yeah. you know i went into that mat and i fished super slow and i got three good ones out of there and I was like, you know, hopefully that, that saves me a decent check. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, Connor was catching, like, 20 fish a day. Like, mm-hmm. he's going to have 12 pounds at least. Like, I've definitely blown nationals. I've definitely, like, not moving on. Uh, I got no shot to win this thing. And, <laughs> like, I'm, like, at the dock. Because they make, they make like, they make, made my boat wait till the end. Yeah. Last people to weigh in, right? And uh, I see yeah. Connor, and I can see he's, like, a little frustrated. But I'm, like he could be 13 pounds and still be frustrated. Cause I'm pretty sure he probably felt like he needed 17 or 18, right? Like the way I was yep. catching him, I'm sure he thought he needed to bust an atom bag to win. Right. Yeah. Um, yep. And so I wasn't quite sure how to read him, And I was like, whatever, dude, I, I blew this. Uh, like I was like, like at least I knew I caught enough weight probably to like hold off Tad and, and uh, Witta. Right. Yep. Cause I had, you know, caught him so good. <laughs> Unless they just caught like a freak show bag, and yep, freak show bag, um, <laughs> and Adam definitely freak showed on the last day. So kudos to him. But yep. like then I get in and I start to hear like rumblings, and I'm like, did he really? Did Connor really only have two fish? And I asked my buddy Michael, and he's like, do you really want to know? And I was like, at this point, yes, because like I'm about to puke off the dock because like I feel <laughs> sick to my stomach. Like, um, uh. and. Uh, then like when he told me that i was like sensory relief and i was like dude like everybody's like dude you're you're going like you you did enough like he's like because i had like eight pounds in bass track and i was like yeah i got at least that like well then you're definitely going and i was like that was a huge relief and then like i find out like i ended up second like i didn't fall that far like i did enough like if if adam doesn't freak show it and he comes in because he was catching like 14 pounds a day like if he comes yeah. in with another 14 pounds i win right like yep. Yep. <laughs> um so it worked out going to nationals uh yeah so we're gonna hang out um yeah i think uh we determined frog the first day and chatterbait the second two days was your, yep. your damage on the river correct uh, so what's up gabe yep. uh so yeah so let's uh I don't know anything else to highlight from lacrosse. I mean, we got these cool commemorative coins. Oh yeah, right. I have my. Cool so this is our participation hand. trophy that we get at registration. Yep. Uh, with yep. all the divisionals on it, um, and then for those going to nationals, you get one of these bad boys. Heck yeah, right here. One of them bad boys. Yep. And then if you're a hammer like Cheetah and, and Adam, you get one of those big trophies in the back. Yeah, right there. <laughs> well heck yeah i don't think i put it down since did it ride shotgun did you put a seatbelt on it how did that that go oh, yeah. it was shotgun all the way back home and i was just like you know it was, it was cool because i was running past other people that were in boats you know and i was just like yeah champion right here 
Oh, and I, I mean, I guess another highlight too. Um, like Kevin, he actually called me personally before regionals, and he was like, "Hey, you know, like you're gonna bring your boat, you know, like pretty much more of the pros and cons." And you know, all of us that own a boat, we know that going as a co angler, the number one thing you always say is, "I don't have all my stuff," you know, and that benefited me a lot. You know, having my mm -hmm. boat down there, even though it took up some space, but I had everything that I I needed at least until I lost it all. <laughs> And then, but that helped you a lot, you know? So if, if you, if any of you guys ever in the future go out and you have, you want to bring all your tackle, I guess the best thing to do is bring your boat, you know? And, and it was sketchy. I was scared. I thought I was going to get broken into, but you know, um, over there they had cameras and they, they had, they had everything blocked off. So you didn't have to worry. It was, there was definitely some sketchy people walking and riding their bikes yeah. past our parking lot every night. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I was like, ooh, I got my 360 on there. Uh, I'm kind of scared. Uh, I would, like, cover my boat and take my helixes off every night. Yep. Um, but, like, Connor would just leave his helixes out, like, all four of them. I was like, well, at least Connor's leaving the bait out for the yeah, rest right. of us. So. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to hit anyone. They'll hit his because his is wrapped. And it's got yeah. to have – it has to be worth more. So, yeah, no. Yep. But, yeah, I mean, that's, that's another advice. You know, just if you want to bring everything, then you got to – you got to haul your, your boat down there if you have one, you know, and it, it helped me a lot for sure. Yeah. So what, what did you get for first place? Like three grand? Something like uh, that so first place, place as a coal, you got 2,500. So, you know, that's, yeah. my, you know, that's awesome. That's my biggest winnings ever, you know? And, um, yeah, I mean that, that money, I'm saving it pretty much, <laughs> you know, in case of anything pops up down to nationals, you know, and I need money to go, go do something. So, Yep, and then um, yep, that's I don't know because we end up getting third as a team. So yeah, so we'll we'll get a, we'll get like a hundred bucks down the road for the third place team, uh, yeah. per person. So. Um, if uh if uh if Mr. Johnson doesn't lose the check, uh, like <laughs> <the last> <laughs> um, let's see, um, Bill, good point. We're not allowed to use nets at regionals. Otherwise, Cheetah definitely oh. probably would have tomahawked a few of Adam's fish off for me, right? <laughs> yeah. Like the overhand My net. My bad, dude. My bad. I've never net before. Uh, yep. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that, you know, that, that helped because if I would have caught him on a net rig and there was no net, that would have been pretty uh, stressful if I would have had. Were you boat flipping them smallies? Or those yeah, large ones? Much. Yep. Yeah. It was nice when I got a frog bite because it would just be like, yep. those smallies would make me a little more nervous. Uh, I'd yeah. hand, I'd scoop them, especially that first topwater fish in the current. Yep. Um, yeah, Brent, we can talk about the meetings. Uh, Ron was our captain. Ron Mayer, he did a great job. Uh, yep. He was voting captain, uh, which worked out good because I feel like if I would have been in the top ten, I somehow I would have probably gotten roped into being a captain. So it was good that that was elected before I got there. Uh, Ron, uh, Mark, those guys did a great job. Uh, the team, I think, worked well together. We didn't have a lot of stuff to share because we weren't getting a lot of bites. Uh, but there was enough information being shared to help people get on fish um, and make the adjustments. Like, without those meetings, I don't know that I ever would have slowed down my frog enough to make the adjustment. So they were super important. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I totally agree with that. You know, it was like, like guys down there, that frog bite was super slow. So after hearing what every boater was doing, 
it it helped all of us just like all right you know it's a few twitch here and there and just leave it and you know it, it really did and i went out and pre-fished on my boat too and and after my first meeting with everybody my second time i went out that's what exactly what i did i slowed down my frog and then i started getting bites where it was like oh this is a good fish i'm gonna shake it off you know and so yeah, those meetings were i would say very very helpful you know and like yeah. i said very informational and and just hearing from you guys it's like these are the guys that are actually spending all that time out there you know and you um, know so all, us co-anglers just pretty much sat and just listened you know and yeah. so it all in so and we switched it up you. i think honestly i feel like our we got a little unlucky Honestly, I feel like our co's got a lot of tough draws. Like our co's drew a lot of guys that didn't catch fish, like zeroed or caught like one fish. Like they just were yep. not on them. Like yep. so where we got beat first, like our boaters absolutely hung, probably had more weight than every other team. Uh first we yep. had five guys fishing the final day. Yeah. Um on the boater side. But and honestly, I don't blame Marcos. I think they fished hard. I think they listened. They did the right. But honestly, I think they got a lot of. I mean, like they come in and be like, Drew, be like, you didn't catch any fish today. No, I didn't catch any. Did you? My boater also zero. Like he just, like, yeah. it was like, or it's like I caught one and my boater caught one. Like it was just like really bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think it was a little bit un, unfortunate. Um, yeah. No, I agree. Let's see here. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, basically, it was so late because somebody had some personal things come up at home. Literally, just oh, days before. Got yeah, that's why it was oh, so yeah. late. It just it was a it was a freak thing. Something happened at home. Uh, yeah. So, um, but yeah, it was cool. So now we're headed to Natty. Uh, Natty happens fast, right? We qualified uh back in august or at least you did um so we had like a full year right before this tournament came up i only had like 24 hours but um but now natty is first week in november yeah um and uh so we're going uh we'll probably get some information here in the next couple weeks there's gonna be typically there's like two or three official practice days right before the tournament then there's like a two or three week off limit. Um, and so it's on the Watchtower River, West Rome, Louisiana, um, which is a really cool place. Actually, I'll show you this like here. Um, here is this is la- I've actually been here in 2014. I was here, but this is what this place looks like. It's like Duck Dynasty, uh, <laughs> Cypress Trees. Like alligators, um, like it's like legit cypress swamps, like dirty water. I think I actually catch a fish here. This is my first keeper on day one of the uh, last time I was at nationals. I think it's a 14 inch minimum down there too. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, look how cool this water looks down there. Hell yeah. Look at that. Yep. But like, yeah, I don't know. Like, well, here's the spillway, the infamous Darbo and Bayou spillway. If you can get to it. Um, but like current cypress knees, all kinds of nasty stuff. It's kind of a cool place. 
Yeah, I've been watching then, freaking videos and all that ever since I um we qualified. So I've just been, you know, just doing homework research pretty much, you know. Yeah, but, and so what we're fishing for down there. So quick question, Mister Snipes. Uh, usually the tournaments are eight out eight hours per day. So that's how how long we're fishing. Um, and so what we're fishing for, right? Like we're both fishing uh, to make the Bassmaster Classic. The top three in this tournament go to the Bassmaster yep. Classic. There's 50 boaters, 50 non-boaters. Uh, Cheetah does have an opportunity. If he can catch him good enough as a non-boater the first two days, he can move over to the boater side for day three. Um, so that's the big goal. There's an elite berth on the line. The top, the winner. Overall, gets the Elite Series berth. The top three go to the, the Classic. There's some other things like that. There's cash prizes. It's a big deal. Like, this is this will be my third time. The Bass Nation Nationals is basically like a mini Bassmaster Classic. They run it just like a mini Classic. It operates the same way so that when you get there, you're, you're not in shock and awe if you make the Classic. Like, they have accommodations. It's all set up. We all stay at the same hotel. Uh, there's a very strict itinerary. There's a boat yard. You bring your boat in full of gas and oil on day one like of practice. Um, and then it's like there. You don't get to it. Um, they have like they go out in order for the practice days. You come in at a time. Um, they run the practice just like a tournament. Uh, they put your boat in for you every day and take it out. Um, every night they fill it up with gas for you um there's like dinners every night and meetings and entertainment if you bring a spouse down they have like activity buses like it's like it's all very structured um the one thing i will say is like you need to make use of your time like your boat's in the boatyard you don't you can't go out there at 10 o'clock at night and work on your stuff like you can only be in the boatyard in your boat at very specific times so you work on your tackle like when you come in at practice and you're waiting for them to pull you out you're like tying up respooling like <laughs> like when they're driving around like you're doing like like even in the tournament like when you're getting ready to weigh in and you're waiting like you're probably working on tackle because you know like yeah. after you weigh in you only get like an hour and then you go back to the hotel like um so it's pretty crazy um so, it's uh it's it's a Rich, really so, big deal to make nationals so you know now you've been down there so then how does that work and you've been down there as a boater um yeah all, all Right, so the, now how does that work out in a co-angler's boat? So, like, like for say, can I bring my boat down and go pre-fishing and do all that, or is that not allowed? You know, um, you can it'll we'll have to see what the schedule comes out. Um, so last year I fished Brian Larson was the co from Minnesota and he brought his boat down and he was able to use his boat for the unofficial days of practice, but during the official day of practice, you would not be able to use your boat. You will oh, okay. like there will be one or two official days of practice, however, they set it up where you will fish with me. Like, oh, you okay. fish with your states. Like, um, so depending, we can talk about that once we see the schedule. If you want to bring yeah. your boat down and do your own thing, yep. otherwise, obviously, we can hang out and, and break down this river and, and figure it out uh, yep. together. Um, but uh, so we'll see what that schedule looks like. But you definitely cannot practice during the official days out of your boat, you'll be with me. Oh. Um, um, yeah, so it looks like so similar. There'll be some similar techniques. Uh, there's not grass to speak of that I remember. Um, <laughs> it's like hard cover, rocks, wood, cypress knees, banks. Um, probably like 
spinner baits, square bills, jigs, like mm-hmm. like real like Bubba, like old school nineteen eighty eight <laughs> Bassmaster magazine, like just like throwing a sea like, rig. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but I mean probably even more like just like three foot and less, like uh like what you see here like square bills and stuff like that so it, it, it's you know muddy water it's not going to look you, you ain't going to find that crystal clear water uh filtered out by the eelgrass like you do in the mississippi <laughs> um uh, yeah good reminder for tim if you guys are enjoying if you're entertained uh if you want to read either one of us on hit that like button that'd be awesome uh that's for sure um yeah, swim jig. Uh, yeah, I mean, this place is like, <clears throat> if you ever watched Duck Dynasty back in the day, like, that's what <laughs> this place is. Like, it is literally, uh, there's alligators, uh, 100%. There's lots of gar. Um, it's it's a pretty unique fishery. It's it's a wild place. And, like, as far as hazardous on a boat, uh, the Mississippi is a picnic playground compared to this place. Like, this place... <laughs> is so unforgiving so nasty like it's you may not be so excited to bring your boat down uh <laughs> after you see this place uh so yeah i have uh, one of my prop blades is gone it's in one of the stumps <laughs> yeah so there is a place called the esterns when you're going up the darbone bayou and it looks like it's a straight channel <clears throat> because yep. of the way they clear cut it but actually there's like this really sharp s turn in the channel oh and it's only like i would say four or five boat widths wide uh-huh and it's like if you get outside of that game over like it's <laughs> and on the second practice day last time i was down there i like had a momentary lapse of judgment didn't realize where i was and i realized i was going right over one of the s turns and i let off the gas and my dad's triton and i landed on a stump and I ripped a gash in his fiberglass all the way through the gel coat into the fiberglass, six feet long in his book. Oh. Yeah, I remember I remember you mentioning that story. <laughs> Jeez. Yep. Yeah. Oh. So then I practiced with another guy that let me use his boat. The Brett shout out to Brett Reed, youth director from Ohio. He took me out basically, but I like fished completely different out of his ranger. I was like, uh like super like cautious yep. like yep. um and then i fished the, they were able to patch it in town in a glass shop took my dad's boat up but that definitely like played mind games with me after i did that um, oh yeah <laughs> i bet yeah i'm, I'm definitely not getting my skeg fixed before i go down there skegs are overrated and they're bad luck um <laughs> i don't uh, know how the hurricane hit that area that's one of the things that like we need to research is figure out did the hurricane affect uh monroe i'm not sure yeah. Well, yeah, it was like I said, we but, just talked uh, about it at work, and I was kind of, oh, crap. Yeah, that's right. But it's, uh, that's cool. Uh, West Monroe, it's a cool town. Last time we were down there, we ate some super good food. We had like fried catfish and like southern food. Right. It was super good. Um, cool town, good fish. Now they got some good, like sporting good shops down there. If we have an off day, they got some, some oh. good, uh, some shops with some cool tackle. Nice. Um, nice. <clears throat> But uh, see what the locals pack up in there. And... So last, the other thing that was different. Last time I was there in 2014, we did not have co-anglers. Uh, last year at Pickwick, we did have co-anglers. So that's a little bit different. Um, hmm. 
Yeah. See, yeah, that's that's my main thing is just kind of like how how does it work on the coin or side? Like, what what can we bring? What can't we bring? And kind of like, yeah, I would say it's pretty much the same as divisionals, but you catch five fish instead of three. Oh, okay. Nice. Yep. Um, yeah. You are more likely to ruin your prop without a skeg, but. <laughs> Uh, Carmara says uh, congrats. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> the weights. Uh, last time we were down there, like 10, 12, 13 pounds was a good bag every day. Like you could catch yeah. a bigger bag, but like that was really solid if you were catching a, a low double digit bag. <clears throat> yep. Yep. Yeah, Getting I mean, a limit down there is a, a big like you catch a limit and you get one or two good bites. That's that's a good bag down there. Oh, you're talking about down for Natty, right? Watch that, yeah. Really? Oh shit! For some reason, I was thinking like, man, you gotta catch 18 pounds. You know, just Southern Lakes, right? That Southern Lake mentality of just there's biggins everywhere, you know. And it's like I was thinking like, crap, I gotta catch for me to be even a colder, be able to bump up, you know. And I was like, I'm gonna have to try to catch 18 pounds in the back of the boat every day, you know. I, was like, that's I don't think it'll be that much. Unless it's changed a lot since 2014-15, I don't think that's going to be the case. Oh, okay. But, yeah, I was I was a little bit concerned about that. But then now, we don't... It's still, it'll still be a random... Kind of like how everything yep. is, right? Random, okay. Yep. You won't... The only thing you know for sure is you won't be fishing with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean... I mean, because that, that doesn't... Yeah. They, they won't do that, right? Correct? That you can't get paired with a guy from your own state. Yeah. Oh. Brandon uh, says congrats. Heck yeah. Thank you. But yeah, so um, I don't know. You got any other questions about the natty that we you know you were curious about or no that that was my main thing right there, just kind of figuring out like how like so I mean so now with that, like so because they, they cover pretty much everything right so yeah i mean like we're, we're we're good like the minnesota bass nation gives us a little stipend of expense money which is good um like the official practice days uh they will cover the hotel room uh, i know last year we got down there a little bit early brian and i and we rented a, a, he rented a v i don't know airbnb or something yeah, for a couple airbnb. nights Yep. So that might be something that we have to do if we find out that like there's a couple nights of unofficial practice, then you know maybe we'll we'll figure out some lodging or something like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. See, so, yeah, that was my main thing, just like kind of figure out that and like you know like like expenses for like food and all that. Like, we still have to manage that. Yeah, dude, they they fed us almost every night. Oh really? When I was there in Pickwick, like uh, like two the two nights we stayed in our own, you know, obviously. You know, had to do our own dinner, but like once we got into the hotel, I don't remember spending money on food. Actually, there was one night that I had to go. I went and got like a, a burrito or something, like at a Chipotle knockoff or something. But yeah, like <laughs> it wasn't a big one, like Brent Haynes was saying, right? That's bigger than me. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. But no, that, that's that's all I got, man. I'm excited, you know, and and um, you know, awesome. Congrats again that you qualified, and I, I'm excited to go down and go freaking try to, you know, 
win this thing. Yeah, then. You're gonna you're gonna be throwing <laughs> the netheads, teaching me how to catch them on finesse around Cypress. There you That's go. Really awesome. <laughs> yep. uh, Matt, it is not on TV. There is Bass Track, so there'll be like a live blog and a Bass Track, so you can follow along online and kind of for those that enter it. Um, I've been pretty good about putting my Bass Track on uh, for, for the last couple of regionals and the Natty. Um, so. Yeah. And then um, the live, the weigh-ins will be streamed live, uh, just like the regionals. And then obviously there will be video coverage on the Hello Bass YouTube channel. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we're get, we'll get to know. We're gonna we're gonna have uh, Cheetah in the boat. We're gonna we're gonna interview him. I'm gonna have him do a midday update like Kevin did. <laughs> um. So. Yeah. Uh, hell yeah! That'll be exciting. Mm-hmm. So yeah. To be determined whether we carpool, whether uh, Cheetah's going to bring his boat down. I guess we'll find out what the schedule looks like and what yeah. he wants to do. But for we'll sure. definitely be spending some time together down there for sure. <clears throat> It'll yeah, be like awesome. stepbrothers. Did we just become best friends? Yeah, right. <laughs> right. We're going to come in here and fuck shit up. That's going to be our main <laughs> thing right here. <laughs> uh, yep. Uh, I have thought about live streaming all day. I just seems like another thing. Like I've already like the GoPros already add a certain amount of distraction to get that set up, and then to have like my phone running, I just maybe someday, but probably not going to be this tournament. <laughs> so yeah. well, cool, dude. Anything else you want to talk about? Any shoutouts? Any mentions? You want to? I mean, you know. Um... You know, getting to where I am here, you know, definitely shout out to, you know, like I said, my boy Pete, you know, and um, with those guys helping out so much, especially, you know, with Iowa, um, you know, freaking Stellar Bassmaster and um, uh, Melfo Mafia, you know, my clubs and those guys taking good care of me. And, um, you know, definitely anyone watching, my family and friends. Um, and, um, yeah, you know, I mean, and, you know, the, the lady, you know, the girlfriend, Chong, you know, she's been there ever since and just keeps keeps pushing me you know and uh i love it she know? signed and, you up when you weren't sure yeah, just exactly. that. so you know and uh we always make a joke we're like yeah she's my foundation so if i ever have a manager it's gonna be her for sure um but yeah no man i mean uh for sure and uh you know and just i'm excited and when we get down there and, and uh hopefully that hopefully they'll let us know what's going on sooner and later I mean, it's coming up quick you know um so yeah yeah, I can oh, yeah. go back and look at my emails and figure out when they sent stuff last year. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's awesome. We'll be stoked. It'll be good times. Um, yeah, and I guess uh, Milfoil Mafia, Stellar, you think they're looking for any members? If guys are like, hey, this sounds cool. I want to fish the Bass Nation. I want to be like Cheetah and Rich. Like, Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, like a lot of people don't realize it, but a lot of clubs, they're always looking for Colt, you know, um, Boulders are, are, are definitely a must. You need them too, but coals definitely are, are a very beneficial thing to have in every club. So, um, you know, uh, us definitely contact me or, uh, you know, you can find me on Facebook or, you know, Nick Madison to shoot us a message and kind of, we can kind of walk you through on what's going on or um, Jeffrey at Stellar. Yeah. I mean, yeah. definitely those guys are, are always looking too. you know, um, but you know, any guy or like, you know, St. Cloud State Husky Bass, you know, I mean, we're, when I was there, we were always looking for guys to fish. So you're, you're a guy going to college. Definitely go up there and sign up. Their bass club is still active, and they fish everything. So for sure. Um, 
A-Red, I am pretty sure there's a bass nation in Virginia for sure. So um, I'm not sure how to get a hold of them. If you send me a DM, I'll, I bet you I could find somebody that could find you and put you in the right direction. So if anybody's out there looking for a bass club, can't figure out how to do it, send me a DM on Facebook or Instagram. I'll help you figure it out. Like it's, it's super underrated. I mean, like guys like Iconelli, Polinick, uh, you know, Summerall. Like there's so many guys that made it uh, through the Bass Nation. There's definitely clubs and nations in your area for sure. Um, so and if you, you can't figure it out, I'll help you out. Um, completely underrated and under tapped into, in my opinion. And like it's like I said, like selfishly. Hey, less guys in the Bass Nation, better for me. Um, <laughs> right. But like, hey, I'd like to see more guys get in the opportunity. Like, yeah, okay. right, like hook setters, they're a huge club. They're always looking for guys too. There's so many. So if you're serious about getting into a club, you can't figure it out, send me a message. I'll help you out. Uh, yeah. Fish the Bojangles with uh, with Epic Eric. But uh, no, there's definitely Bass Nation clubs in your area. I, I know we can find them. Um, I think we're getting towards the end. We've hit almost two hours. Uh, if you guys came in late and you want to hear Cheetah's story and the whole process, the Bass Nation, all that, you can catch the replay on YouTube or on Facebook, wherever you're watching it. Uh, plus, you can search Hella Bass on your favorite podcast app. Um, I'm going to make Cheetah listen to podcasts on the way down to uh, uh, Louisiana. So, um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, you can catch all those replays. Make sure you support Omnia and Arsenal and Super K. Uh, they make all this stuff happen. And uh, appreciate all you guys tuning in. We had like almost 60, 70 live viewers. The podcast has grown. There's like several hundred people downloading the podcast every week. We've got hundreds of people on YouTube and Facebook, which is awesome. So I appreciate all you guys. And if you didn't catch my Instagram stories and stuff like that, I truly appreciate all the Facebook, YouTube, Instagram comments when I was down. People that were watching the weigh-in, watching Bass Tracks watching all that stuff, like cheering me on, giving me texts and messages and support. I maybe not didn't get back to all of them. Maybe I just like liked them or something like that, but I saw them all. So that that's awesome. Um, and like you were talking about like, I did stuff. You, I didn't touch on it earlier, but like I was updating my bass track. You were too. And like yep. you would update your bass track and then you'd put your phone back in your pocket. Cause you didn't want to be looking at your phone and be accused of like looking at information, but you'd yep. hear like the text go, Boom, 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 boom. Because oh, yeah. you knew your buddies had a group text going, right? Like your yeah. club group text. And then you just be like, yeah, they're seeing it. Like you you just yeah. hear your phone like just going boom, oh, yeah. boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, I mean, I, and I have an Apple Watch, so it's hooked up to my phone. So my watch is yeah. literally like just shaking the whole time I'm fishing. I'm like, gosh, like stop texting, man. <laughs> like, yeah. But, I mean, that's why I love those guys, you know, the guys at the Mafia. I mean, we're – they 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 were sitting there the whole time just like dude you got this man you're the man you're gonna win and it's like holy smokes like like stop just just let me focus and fish yeah so that's awesome i want to say thanks for having me uh it was it was an honor and a pleasure dude and i'm excited i'm excited for us to go down there and uh just try to win this damn thing yeah so this will not be the last you see a cheetah he will be on the channel (laughs) again in uh in november for sure yep All right. Well, I think uh, we're going to wrap this thing up. Uh, Shout out to Tad for hanging out in the chat. Uh, All the other guys that are on the team, Ron, uh, Michael, everybody that helped, and, you know, Connor. I mean, there was 20 guys, too many to mention all. So I don't want to pretend to forget everybody, but it was an awesome team. Uh, Thank you, everybody. I appreciate all the support. Um, 
and I appreciate everybody that tunes into these every week. Uh, working on a guest for next week. We'll keep these rolling for a little while. Obviously, we'll be taking some time off in November. <clears throat> but uh, as always, here to help you guys catch more big bass and suck less. <laughs> All right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As always, thanks to all of you that hung in till the end of this podcast. This has been another episode of Hellabass Bass Fishing Podcast Experience. Please consider sharing this with any of your bass and buddies and friends. This is the best way for podcasts to grow is through word of mouth. Also, don't forget to search Hellabass on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, or just about anywhere else so that we can connect in more ways. As always, here to help you catch more bass and suck less.